Marquette's latest poll is out. And I think a couple of headlines here. The horse race, and then the red flags that are out there for both candidates. Charles Benson is WTMJ anchor and chief political reporter, and he is with us this afternoon. Good afternoon, Charles. Hey, good afternoon, John. Let's start with the horse race part of this. It's a battleground state. Where do the candidates stand (laughs) head-to-head? Shocker, right? Here we go. Uh, President Biden and what appears to be the likely nominee for the Republican Party, the former President Donald Trump, here, here they are tied at 49% among registered voters. I mean, keep in mind, just in 2020, this race between Biden and Trump was decided by less than 1%. In 2016, Donald Trump also won by about 1%. So no real surprise that in battleground Wisconsin that we see this head-to-head contest looking so close. The interesting dynamic here, though, is what if there are some third-party candidates? We know that RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., that is, is uh, you know making a strong push as a third-party candidate. Jill Stein is in the mix, and you have a guy named Cornell West also. And what happens there, John, is that the race looks you know far different because right now Kennedy polling at 16 percent, and with West and Green you know pulling in about a total of 6% between the two of them. So that's about a 22% pull on the overall uh, number of candidates when you look, if you have five on the ballot. So the dynamics could change. Usually early on in like this part in January, those numbers look a little bit more favorable to a third-party candidate. That always gets sort of... uh, winnowed down when they, we get closer to Election Day. Hey, Charles, both presidents in the news today. I'll start with President Biden here, the special counsel report on his handling of classified documents released. Does that damage him in any way, or are people, for the most part, entrenched in, in swing voters maybe not likely to be swayed by information like this? So you mentioned two things there. Yes, there you have this report coming out uh, by the special counsel, not only on, uh, you know, he's not going to face any charges, but there was some damaging language in there in terms of the interpretation on how uh, President Biden uh, responded and his memory of things and how he handled questions uh, about uh, that and raised questions about his uh, mental capacity. At least that was what the special counsel was saying. Uh, the White House pushing back heavy on that today, including his advisors saying, you know, that there's nothing there to see. But, uh, you, you know, will that matter with those who are entrenched that are on Biden's team? Unlikely. Swing voters, that becomes a whole different thing. And when you look at the Marquette poll, okay, the one interesting number, there's many of them, but one of the interesting facts is that both the current president and the former president remain uh, in net negative numbers, meaning that their unfavorables are much higher than their favorables when viewed by voters. It's almost like a negative 17, negative 18, and they're really on the same page there. So that will sort of impact on just how enthusiastic are voters when it comes to these two candidates. And right now, if that's the binary choice or if they see those as the only two options, all of these things that are going on with the president, uh, the former president and all his legal issues, and now these issues that continue to surface around uh, President Biden, not only with the economy, but uh, his ability to do the job over the next four years. TMJ Force Charles Benson is with us. And Charles, to your point in that Marquette survey, one of the things that jumped out at me was that 
20% of voters have a negative view of both Biden and Trump. So it's not just Dems don't like Trump and Republicans don't like Biden. 20% have a negative view of both of them. And their negatives across the board, including how they're doing their job, uh, unbelievably high. They, they, they so right. But it, to me, it's very fam- familiar to what we saw in 2016, where both candidates, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, were just had higher negatives than they did the positives. But. A lot of times when people go to vote, they start voting on issues. So if you look at immigration and border security, the economy, the Israel-Hamas war, if those are key issue to voters, uh, Trump is doing better in those categories. For voters where health care, Medicare and Social Security, the abortion policy, uh, President Biden does much better on those issues. So when you separate out the personality issues and you start looking at the policy issues, then they start they feel like they're voting for something. Someone who will move forward on an agenda that they feel like that's what is important to them about supporting their candidate. So for the second year in a row, President Biden will not speak before the Super Bowl. Charles, anything to see here or is this interview just sort of antiquated and not a big deal anymore? So it's interesting because I think, you know, how will things look this year in what is traditional campaigning, right? Uh, they you normally see sort of big rallies, the, the big interviews. Uh, but, you know, is this campaign going to look a lot different uh, than what we saw in 2020 in terms of that traditional campaign role? Get out there, you know, do a lot of big rallies, do the Super Bowl interview. Uh, you know, even if you look at the Iowa caucus, uh, uh, normally, a candidate goes into that state, just pounds the ground, you know, hits a lot of different counties, tries to get all 99 counties. But you look at Trump, now he had a lot of name recognition. It's not his first time in there. But all he had to do was just drop in, hold a few rallies, and get out of town, uh, where the other candidates had to spend more time, you know, doing the interview, spending the money on TV. So uh, it's, it's hard to say that, you know, because he's not doing one particular interview, that it will have some sort of big impact, because he's still going to need to do a lot more interviews, as well as the former president. Charles, you've covered a lot of presidential candidates, and Joe Biden has done 25 percent less interviews than Donald Trump. He's done, I'm sorry, 25% of the amount of interviews is Trump. He's done only 20% of the interviews that Barack Obama did. And he seems to be focusing on podcasters, small media, influencers, that sort of thing. Have you noticed a change personally? I mean, you do a lot of these interviews. You track these guys literally across the country. Uh, So that is interesting. You know, uh, I, I always think like, you know, yeah, I feel like, oh, Charles, you get a lot of the big interviews. And a lot of it's because, you know, I work in Wisconsin, and they want to talk to Wisconsin voters. So if I you go back four years, uh, I did have many opportunities to talk to uh, President Trump while he was in office. I also had, I think, about two or three interviews uh, with Vice President Biden, candidate, presidential candidate Biden. I, I am curious to see how often uh, we will have access to uh, these candidates at the local level. Look, both sides, though, look at local news as an opportunity to tell more of their story because they get uh, more airtime when we do these interviews. Uh, so, 
so far, I've already had interviews with Vice President Harris. Now, that was last year in August. Uh, but I do see some opportunities there, but I do think they're going to use a lot of surrogates. And that traditional role of how we see these candidates, uh, the, the sit-down interviews, either with local TV or national TV, I am waiting to see if that dynamic changes because there are so many options for them uh, and so many opportunities to talk to different people along the spectrum. WTMJ anchor and chief political reporter Charles Benson. Always appreciate it, Charles. Thank you. You're welcome.